For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You don't shuffle Duke and UNC out of, out of any any you know. Once they're in the crosshairs, they stay in the crosshairs. Once mm-hmm. they're in the windshield, you keep driving forward. We're in alignment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> an alignment moving forward. Duke at UNC. All eyes are going to be in Chapel Hill for for game day, for the game, for the the greatest rivalry in in a lot of ways sports. Uh, Duke at UNC on Saturday. So I started thinking, what are the matchups that are going to help decide this game? What are the individual players on the floor, one-on-ones, that are going to help decide this game? And, you know, it's tempting. You start diving in. It's tempting to just list all of them, right, to go, well, point guard versus point guard, shooting guard versus shooting guard, small forward versus small forward, center versus center. And, and but, but I think two kind of, at least for me, stood out above the rest. Dennis, you might have some others. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Mark Mitchell versus Harrison Ingram because both of these guys – Mark Mitchell for Duke, Harrison Ingram for UNC, um, in a lot of ways have been Johnny on the spot for their two teams. Mark Mitchell, a little bit of injury dealt with, had an ankle earlier in the season, came out of that ankle injury firing. And as he started, you know, he had a couple 20-point games. He had a 20-point double-double. As he became more aggressive, the team picked up their style of play, picked up their level of play. So it's almost was it almost was as a slow start for Duke three losses before December third as they had a, a a slow start when Mark Mitchell was like no I'm gonna start playing great the team said all right let's climb our our way back up into the top ten in the country Harrison Ingram does that on maybe not a season wide but on a game to game basis right oh we need a big play I got a big play oh we need rebounds I got rebounds. So, so in a weird way, if you take away either of those guys, that might be, you know, opening up a whole bunch of holes in the boat for that team. If Mark Mitchell can outplay Harrison Ingram, Harrison Ingram's been the guy with, you know, one finger in, in, a, in a different hole in the boat, plugging them all up and keeping it dry inside mm-hmm. all season for UNC. On the same side, if, if Harrison Ingram makes Mark Mitchell, when playing, when healthy, look a bit more human or a bit less explosive, guess what? They might start looking like the Duke that lost three games before December 3rd before Mark Mitchell kicked him into gear a bit. Very well. So those two, and also I think in a lot of ways of the the starters, they're the two best athletes on the floor for for their individual teams. Right? When it come when you include size and explosiveness, mm-hmm. uh maybe maybe, you know, Mitchell would have some competing with the 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 guards, but I think those two guys are just kind of a step ahead when it comes to size and explosiveness together. Now, I could see it when Carolina is on the offensive end, Mitchell guarding mm-hmm. Harrison Ingram. I could see that because, obviously, you probably want to have Filipowski down low against Baycott in terms of a rim protector, and I think that Filipowski have a little bit more trouble athletically keeping up with Harrison Ingram because he just has that that first step is so fast. But I think on the other and end of the— seven-plus footers are—it's it, it, tough. Very much so. Now, I think on the defensive end, this is where the matchup for me is. On the defensive end for Carolina— I think Ingram is the one guarding Filipowski. 
At be, times, for at, sure. At, at times, because Filipowski has the ability to stretch out the floor, and you don't want Baycott defending out at the three-point line. I'd much rather have Harrison Ingram, even though he's four or five inches shorter than Filipowski. Maybe even be more than that. Maybe five, five and a half. But nonetheless, like he is has mm-hmm. the, the length and ability to keep up with Filipowski. He's not going to let him drive to the basket. So I'm intrigued to see how that matchup's going to be. We know Mark Mitchell offensively is going to play down in the post, which is where you want Baycott to be mm-hmm. defensively, and you're even if Filipowski is setting you know setting screens on pick and roll, Baycock can slough off and help defensively because Mitchell's not a threat to shoot from the outside. So I think that that's kind of the intriguing thing, uh, at least down low when it comes to the, the the four and five. The matchup for me is is Ingram going to guard Filipowski just because Filipowski can stretch the floor. Great point, and and both of them are a little bit more versatile. Well, Harrison Ingram, I can't say a little bit more versatile than you think because like his calling card is versatility yes uh, you call him the the amorphous blob the amorphous blob the shapeshifter yep. the i call them a liquid because he fits into the container that he is held in yep there's a lot of weird nicknames that we gave to uh harrison ingram but mark mitchell i put think him is on shirts put him on back of a jersey the amorphous <laughs> blob uh it could also be like a very very local pro wrestler the amorphous yes. blob coming out of the tunnel now we're talking in about some it. high school gymnasium in southwestern oklahoma um Mark Mitchell's, I think, a little bit more versatile than than he's given credit for also. Uh, then there's this one, this other matchup. I said there's two. This other one for the Duke-UNC game is box office. It is the the, the Marvel Endgame, right? It is it is Avengers Endgame. Still talking about language. There you go. Uh, and it's actually, I'm going to limit, I'm going to focus in even more to a matchup that's on one side of the court. So when one team has the basketball. When R.J. Davis has the basketball for UNC and he is guarded by Tyrese Proctor, that matchup to me is one that could decide this entire game. And I hope Tyrese Proctor looks at that matchup in that way, right? There were times in the first quarter, first quarter, first half, got to get my levels of basketball right, uh, in the first half when Duke was playing Syracuse, when Tyrese Proctor looked at Joe Girard, who was their shooting guard, their second leading scorer, and you could tell, like, just by looking in Tyrese's eyes, he was like, this guy's not getting a clean shot off all night. And in the first half, he pretty much didn't. And it was taken upon Proctor's shoulders to say, one of the ways I can impact this game is by being Bruce Bowen, right? One of the ways I can impact this game is by being Rajah Bell or Pat Bev, somebody that that takes their pride on the defensive side of the ball. Now, Proctor also brings something on the offensive side, but I would love for him on the defensive side to look at R.J. Davis and say, not today. And I would love for R.J. Davis, who's the leading scorer in the ACC and uh, against better opponents seems to almost score the ball better. I want R.J. Davis to look at Tyrese Proctor and go, that's what you thought, right? Look at him and say, you think you're going to bottle me up? It's not that easy. Watch this. Right, I want it to be uh, every. You know, it's actually not really something you see like in uh, big games against great teams, but you see it in like All Star games or street ball games where it's no, give me the ball. I have something to prove against him. Right, clear out the the old. Uh, uh, there, there's a great clip from the the Redeem team where Le, uh, like the Redeem team documentary where LeBron James is imitating Kobe where he puts like a diamond in the sky and he breaks it and he and he's looking at everybody else. It's a little hand signal. And then and then LeBron looks at Kobe. That means clear the bleep out. I'm taking it myself. This this means clear it out. This mm-hmm. means I got it. 
Like I kind of want R.J. Davis when when Tyrese Proctor is coming out on like say the right wing to guard him to look at everybody else and go, is me and him out here because UNC needs R.J. Davis to score, right? He is he's their leading scorer for a reason, and they depend on him to put the ball in the bucket. And and Tyrese Proctor can take that away from him, or at least that's I believe the mindset he should go into the game with. So if those two guys who are you know, when when during the most impressive games of, of the seasons for these two teams or two of the better players, if they, you know, I, the, the example I always use is the National Geographic, you know, Planet Earth documentaries, two rams on the side of a mountain just just going at it and, and, and actually fits for the Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't – you don't see many blue devils in Nat Geo documentaries, yeah, really. but but just the 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 grizzly bears fighting over a salmon, right? The the lion pride, big the main lions with the giant manes fighting over the pride. I want to see them on the wing, and I almost want to bring back the N one mixtape tour announcer to just go like, oh baby, right? The R J Davis going at the Proctor, he's issuing a test. Like I want that energy on the wing in Chapel Hill this weekend for that matchup. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group it's gonna be electric i was gonna say in case you can't tell i'm a little excited it's it's, I, it's thursday i know like, <laughs> okay. pace yourself sir uh but yeah i'm 100 with you and i think those two are gonna go at it which is gonna make the other matchups kind of interesting it's like all right is is jerry mccain gonna guard elliot cadeau that's two young freshmen mm-hmm. that are gonna be going at it as well and when jeremy roach he's still hobbled with the ankle a little bit when he's out there okay are you attacking him more like mm-hmm. it just the game within the game Within the game, it's I, I cannot wait for Saturday. And, and again, and then one of the matchups you brought up earlier, like uh, you know, it's kill your darlings. It's it's if you have to pick two matchups, the the impressiveness of those two matchups is proven by the matchups we didn't name. Right, we didn't name Filipowski against Baycott. Right. Yeah. When Baycott has the ball, he's guarded by Filipowski. That is two wooden award, whatever the list that was just updated. Semifinalists, mm-hmm. two wooden award semifinalists you know, locking horns down in the, the, the post, and, and we didn't bring it up because there were other more interesting matchups. That shows you how interesting those matchups were. You brought up Jared McCain and Elliot Cadeau. Just the pure first experience in this rivalry for two freshmen, that right there is fascinating enough to do a documentary about full length, right? Hit, hit 90 minutes on that one. I'll watch it on Netflix Untold. I'll do a 30 for 30 on it. But that's not even top three matchups that I'm most interested in in this one. It, it, it truly is. It only happens in that rivalry, which is why I consider it the best in sports. Uh, and partially because it comes from the ACC also. I'm an ACC guy, right? You, you might be like, yeah, well, you know, Alabama, Auburn football, and I'm going like, that's SEC. Get out of here with that nonsense. Yeah. ACC basketball. Big game. Big game in ACC basketball for the only two ranked teams from the ACC. Mm. And And – Sometimes the universe, ready, I'm, I'm, I'm switching gears here a little bit, uh, but I think the universe wants me to talk about this. I don't get into all, like, the crystals and the horoscopes and stuff, 
Although uh, when I let my dog out at night, I do I do like identifying Orion in the sky. There it is. I just go, yep, there it is, bud. You you using all right? Yeah, yeah. go pee. But right now that's Orion over there. Uh, but I don't believe in all the, the the universe stuff. But occasionally it's like I gotta I gotta listen if someone's telling me something. The other day uh, we're here on the show. I'm scrolling Twitter during the commercial break, and just a a, a tweet pops up that. Reminds me that since 2015, right? So we're looking at the last eight, nine years. Since 2015, the ACC has the most finalists in the NCAA tournament, the most final fours in the NCAA tournament, the most elite eights in the NCAA tournament, and the most sweet 16s of any conference uh, in in the country when it comes to the NCAA tournament. And that is true for both total number of participants, meaning if Duke and UNC go two years to the elite eight, that's four but also for different number of teams, which means if Duke went every year, that would only count as one, and it's different teams participating. Total number of schools. They're number one in both, ha. all those categories. And then today I'm scrolling through Twitter, and, and Terrence Oglesby, shout out, uh, his, his Twitter calls him an analyst for ESPN, CBS, Hornets, uh, the Field of 68. He, he does a bunch of kind of freelance an, uh, analyst work. Um, he tweets this out. The Big 12 hasn't played anyone at all during the non-conference. Beat the life out of teams ranked in the 300s and then just played even in conference play. He was talking about them gaming the system. So I did some research. He did some research. Uh, He points out the non-conference schedules, according to Ken Palm. I went and looked up how many Big 12 teams were in the uh, top 25. Because the ACC has two. They have two. Despite proven year in and year out that when the the actual like the test is issued at the end of the semester, when the NCAA tournament takes place, the ACC aces it more than any other conference. Uh, at this point, they have two teams in the top 25. The Big 12 had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They times four of them. The ACC got four X'd by the Big 12. Terrence Oglesby points out their strength of schedule, according to Ken Palm. Uh, Let's see here, right? Uh, The only one I don't have a problem with is Kansas. Kansas? You're Kansas. Yeah, it's just you're being grouped in with your conference. You chose your peers. Um, Baylor, 124th ranked non-conference schedule. Houston, 220th ranked non-conference schedule. Texas Tech, 256th ranked non-conference schedule. These are the top 25 teams in the country. They are in the top 25. They are in the 256th ranked non-conference schedule. Uh, BYU, 313th. Oklahoma, 314th. Iowa State, 342nd. TCU, 345th. Raise your hand if you were confident there were 345 Division I basketball teams. Dennis raised his hand. He does this. I, like a half slight. He, he does this for a living. He should have an idea. I yeah. think the casual fan, if I said like over under 325 college basketball teams. I would hammer the under. Yeah, it's like there's no way. 
The ACC has two teams in the top 25, but played way better non-conference schedules up and down across the conference. You don't think the ACC could have pulverized a bunch of scrubs for the entire non-conference schedule, got together in conference play, beat each other in, 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 in circles, right? You beat them, they beat them, they beat them, they beat us, and then everybody would be in the top 25? That's what the Big 12 just did. They gamed the system. And to the NCAA, to to uh, everybody involved in the rankings, I say this. Be careful what you reward because it will be mimicked. ACC coaches want to be in the top 25. SEC coaches, Big Ten coaches, they want to be in the top 25. It's good for their job security. It's good for their money. It's good for their programs. It's good for recruiting. So if they see the Big 12 dominating the top eight teams, you know, essentially a third of the top 25 in the Big 12 because they're doing something that you can you can game, you can game the system, you can rig it, they're going to start rigging it in their favor. And guess what that's going to mean? You're not going to have Arizona going to Duke for a non-conference game early in the season. right? You're not going to have UNC and Kentucky playing each other for a non-conference game early in the season. Instead, they're going to schedule another game against, and no disrespect to these programs, Elon. They're going to have them schedule another game against uh, a CAA opponent or an A-10 opponent or a Conference USA opponent so they can get the win, they can run up the score, they can impress all the analytics, and they can get in the top 25 much, much easier. Remember when football teams during the BCS era, there was a like a little loophole that if you ran up the score, you, you the, the numbers appreciated you a little bit yeah. more? And then all of a sudden, Oklahoma was beating a team by 75, and everyone got mad at Oklahoma, and their palms to the sky. Like, what do you want us to do? This is how we get in the, the, the BCS Bowls. Bob Stoops is going, I am a stand-up guy, and you're making me do this. I hate this about myself. You want to reward what, what creates the best basketball. You want to reward which creates the best entertaining product. And the best entertainment product is what the ACC is doing, what the Big Ten is doing. I don't want to, like, I'm not, it's not exclusive to the ACC, but we're an ACC country, so I'm talking about it. You want to play big games in the non-conference schedule. That should be rewarded. Not winning by 30 against teams that, that we don't want to watch. We watch these games for, for professional reasons. There are a whole bunch of times in that non-conference schedule when it's a, a tune-up game, right, when it's a group of five team that has no business playing against a top-end ACC opponent where at halftime I'm like, all right, I got I got I, second reference of letting the dog out. The dog doesn't have to go out, but I better go outside just so I get some, some fresh air and I can stay awake for the second half of this game because I got to take notes and know what I'm talking about on the show, and this game is horrendously boring. Guess which games I didn't have to do that for? Duke, Michigan State, Duke, Arizona, mm -hmm. UNC, UConn, UNC, Kentucky. If you still want those games. UNC, Oklahoma. <laughs> UNC, if you want those games, and I'm just picking UNC and Duke because they play this Saturday, the entire ACC had, and for the most part, had games along those lines. Some, some didn't, but we'll talk to them later. Uh, if you want those games, you have to reward those games. Don't reward the Big 12 for running away. Right, it's like a boxer who gets the belt and then never fights anybody that's real. They just fight a bunch of scrubs, and then they're like, "Look, I defended my title twelve times." It's like, well, that's because we rewarded you and kept letting you keep the belt after the these scrubtastic challenges. Don't reward scrubtastic challenges. The 
Put that on a T-shirt. The Drive with, with <laughs> Tim Donnelly here on 99.9. Just put my name on the back, Scrubtastic. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't reward <laughs> Scrubtastic challengers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.